0: what's up everybody welcome to another episode of to the heart podcast if this is your first time listening this is a weekly podcast where we examine the nooks and crannies of our hearts you know the parts of our hearts that we hide from ourselves or others the parts that sometimes get covered in cobwebs or get hidden in the shadows i'm your host johnny's i'm an advocate for emotional intelligence and advocate seeker therapy and one of the deepest of thinkers In today's episode, we're going to talk about self-focus, selfishness, and selflessness. So if you're ready, let's buckle up and head to the heart. You guys, this is episode two of To The Heart Podcast. Thank you all for tuning in last week. Thank you to everyone who texted me with encouragement um for everyone who gave gave me feedback on the episode, um, I hope that you'll see that I applied mostly all of the feedback that I got. I mean I'm pretty sure I applied all the feedback I got and I hope that you all see some changes or some improvements in this week's episode. Not that last week's episode was bad. I still think it was good, but you know, there's always room for improvement and with that being my first podcast episode, I knew it wasn't gonna be exactly everything I wanted it to be. So Hopefully this week is a little bit better. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much. I was really encouraged by all the text messages. Um, yeah, that means so much to me. So how is your week? How's your week been? You know, it's Tuesday because we, we always drop an episode on Tuesday. So you're not too far into the week. But, you know, the week let's count the week from last Tuesday to this Tuesday. How has your week been since the last time? We sat down together. You can go ahead and answer. It might be awkward if you're like in a public place, like grocery shopping, and you start talking to yourself. Unless you have headphones in, that's always a cop out. Well, I hope your week was good. I hope your week was, you know, fruitful last week. You know, I hope it was something that was something special happened in your week. And if it wasn't, I'm sorry. And if you just need someone to chat, someone to process some things with, someone to just vent to, you can always um, message me on Instagram, um, text me if you're a friend. Um, I'm here. I'm here to listen, to support, to love, encourage, you know, be a good friend. My week, well, thank you. Thank you so much for asking. I'm sure you asked me how my week was. Uh, My week was good. Um... Let me see. Last week, we had a staff retreat at work. So that was really fun. Um, Last week, I finished my 15th book of the year. That's right, 1-5. So that was cool. Um, My week was pretty chill, to be honest. It was a pretty chill week. Um, Most of the time, I'm chilling at home, to be honest. I'm just in a season of just wanting to chill at home, you know, so I've been, also I'm probably in that season because it's expensive to go outside. And I had this thought, I spend so much money on rent a month. Why do I even need to leave home? It it costs me a lot to be here. So I need to make sure that I get everything out of being here. So this weekend I caught up on some Netflix shows, Love is Blind, (laughs) heart, sad face for SK and Raven. Um, I binged watched a show, read, you know, went to church, worshiped the Lord. So it was a good week. It was a good week. So as I said in today's intro, we're going to be talking about self-focus, selfishness, and selflessness. And those are some heavy hitting topics. Um, So let's kind of dive in. But before we do that, I want to start something where we take a moment to just check in with ourselves emotionally. Because I know in the busyness of life, in the hustle bustle of a day, um, for those who have kids and families, you know, for those who have jobs, those who are in school, wherever you are, like it's super easy to just go, 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 go and never stop to really ask yourself how you're doing, you know? What? how am I doing? What am I feeling? Are there things I need to, to feel and process? Are there things I need to talk to a friend about? So I want us to take a moment to just check in with ourselves because I don't believe that we can get to our hearts or some, I don't believe, I believe that in order for something to get to our hearts, we have to open up our hearts. So we're just going to take a minute to do that. So wherever you are, just take some deep breaths. Just take some deep breaths. Take a moment to just be in this moment wherever you are. If you can, if you want to, you can put your hand over your heart just to like feel your heart. And I just want you to ask yourself, how am I feeling? How am I feeling? I'm going to give you guys some time to just ask yourself these things and allow whatever emotions to come up to come up. Allow yourself to feel. And be honest with yourself. If you're not honest with yourself, you, you cannot be honest with anyone else. And you want to be honest with yourself. If you need to take a moment to pause this podcast and write out what you're feeling, go ahead and do that. If you feel like what you're feeling is big and overwhelming, please call someone that you trust. Just ask them to listen. You know, just say, I need a listening ear. And if you need help processing, ask someone to help you process. But just allow yourself to feel. All right. Take one last deep breath. Good job. Good job. Give yourself a round of applause. Give yourself a pat on the back. Good job. I just wanted to do that because, you know, I want us to be open to receive whatever it is we need to receive from what we're learning today, from what we're talking about today. And in order to do that, you sometimes have to be honest and say, hey, if you're you're not honest with how you're feeling, you won't have an opportunity to really receive anything because you're suppressing. And I don't want us to suppress feelings. And I'm talking, speaking to the choir, speaking to myself, I suppress feelings on a regular. Today I was watching a YouTube video of one of my favorite YouTube couples. Um, And it was like this super sweet moment that happened and they were crying and I felt myself crying. And my initial reaction was to like stop myself from crying. I was like, nope. And I'm all alone in my house. I mean, outside of Samantha and she pays me no mind. My dog pays me no mind. So I'm just sitting there and I'm like, nope, nope, nope. But I finally was like, okay, I have to allow myself to feel. So, I just wanted us to take a moment to do that. So today's episode was inspired by the book Free of Me by Sharon Hod Miller. If you've never checked it out, go ahead and check it out. It's on Amazon. I'm sure you can find it at Books a Million, anywhere you buy books. Um, It's a super good book. And the premise is that it's not about you. And that's a really big statement to make in a world that is very me-centered um, in a world that's, you know, it's about me. You know, self-care is a big thing that's coming up and self-care is important, but I do think that we've kind of taken self-care and we've taken it to an extreme um, to where it's selfish care and not really self-care. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about that, if not in this episode and an upcoming episode of the balance between selfishness and caring for yourself um you know we're in the age of selfies we've been in the age of selfies for a while now i think selfies are kind of dying out because i don't see as many people hosting selfies but instead of selfies we just have influencers and influencers are very most of them are are sharing their lives so it's about them um yeah we live in a very me centered world and the thing is that this isn't new because if it was new Scripture um, in the Bible wouldn't talk about pride and selfishness. Um, so I think hyper self focus is an issue that transcends time and generations. Like this is not a 2023 issue, this is a human issue. Um, and in the book, um, the author talks about something called the mirror reflex and what she defines. The mirror reflex, it, uh, how she defines the mirror, oh, look, I can't get my words out. She defines the mirror reflex as the tendency to treat people and things as a reflection of ourselves and our self-worth. I'll say that again. The mirror reflex is the tendency to treat people and things as a reflection of ourselves and our self-worth. I'll give a great example when you're a parent and I'm not a parent, I'm a dog mom. This is closest to a parent I've ever become. There I've I've heard a lot of parents share this that they don't want their kids to act out in public because it's making the parent look bad. So they believe their child's behavior is a reflection of them and their self-worth. Now, there are some parents, you know, who may need to, to discipline their children a little more, have some harder conversations, but Children are also humans who don't understand their feelings and don't have the proper tools to process things. So some of that is just them being a child. Some of that is not that. Some of that is not a reflection of the parent. Another thing: um, when I lost my job this summer, that not having a job began to chip away at my self worth. I felt like I wasn't accomplished. You know, me not having a college degree makes me feel like I'm not not successful. Um, Another example is, let's say I text my friend and they take usual more, longer than usual to respond. For a long time, my initial response was, "Oh my gosh, my friends hate me." They hate me. They're not responding, they hate me. They don't like me. me not taking into consideration that they might be busy, their phone might be dead. They might have lost their phone. They might not be near their phone. They might be having an emergency they might not just want to text anyone. I have moments where I'm like, I see all these messages, but I don't feel like responding. It's not that I hate anyone. I just don't feel like responding. But those are all examples of the mirror reflex of us treating someone or something as a reflection of our self-worth. If I'm a good mom, then I'm a good person. If I'm a good employee, Then I'm valuable. If I have my college degree, then I'm good enough. If my friends love me, then I am lovable. And the thing is that we all have specific things we use in our life as mirrors. And we have to ask ourselves what are those things? What am I using in my life to reflect my self worth, to tell me what I'm worth? To show me what I'm worth. Because that's what a mirror does. It shows you something. Um, And the truth is that mirrors are not inherently bad. How we use the mirror determines if it's a benefit or a detriment. Because a mirror can be used to assess yourself. Or a mirror can be used to obsess over yourself. And you don't want that. You don't want to be so obsessed with yourself that you lose yourself or you lose connections with other people, or you see things in your life begin to die. So I'm going to read a passage from the book. Just give me one second while I bring it up. It is here, page 14, and it is the story of someone named Narcissus. Narcissus, and you know, that word sounds familiar because I'm pretty sure that's where we get the word narcissist from. So the story goes like this Over 2,000 years ago, the Roman poet Ovid penned a cautionary tale about vanity. At the center of it was a man named Narcissus, whose appearance was stunningly handsome. This man was not just quarterback handsome, not even supermodel handsome. Narcissus was subliminally intoxicating to everyone including himself. His face was so beautiful that after glimpsing his reflection in a spring, Narcissus fell in love with his self. Narcissus was captivated by his own reflection to the point that he couldn't bear to leave it. He refused to part with his watery gaze, so he remained there, enchanted by what he saw. Hours turned into days and days into weeks, and his body decayed into a shell. Until one afternoon, Narcissus laid down beside his reflection and died. It's wild. So it's crazy how relevant this story still is. And this can be found, I just read an excerpt from the book that I mentioned, Free of Me, by Sharon Hod Miller. Um, It's wild how this story is back from, what did it say? Two thousand years ago, someone wrote this story about someone who fell in love. They just became so fixated on themselves to the point of death like and it, it, that might seem wild like Johnny, I'm never gonna look at myself in the mirror and just get so enchanted that I die. You know, I'm never gonna just sit and stare at a mirror and just neglect everything in my life. No, maybe not a physical mirror. But there are things in our life that we become so fixated on that it kills our sense of self worth, and other things in our life begin to die as well our spiritual lives, our emotional lives, you know, our relational lives. So many things can die that aren't just, you know, our bodies physically. So that begs the question. What reflections of ourselves are we so, or what false reflections of ourselves are we so fixated on to the point of death? What false reflections of ourselves are we so fixated on to the point of death? That's something we really and truly have to ask ourselves. Like, for me, I know that sometimes, not sometimes, when it came to past relationships and breakups, I became so fixated on the loss or the breakup or the relationship that was lost that it, it began to just kill certain parts of me, like certain, like emotionally, spiritually, I just saw things in my life, my internal world just begin to wither because I was so fixated on that because I found my worth and my value were so inextricably wrapped up in that. Or even childhood trauma. Just looking back on things that I've gone through in my 31 years of life, you know, I become so fixated on what someone said to me or how I felt neglected by this person or how I felt rejected or abandoned. And when I become so fixated on those things, I'm I'm not paying attention to anything that's giving me life. Because I believe that this thing that I'm fixated on is an accurate reflection of me and my self-worth. I hope that this is making sense. I know I can't like get your feedback right now, but in the comments after the episode on social media, let us, let me know. Let's continue this conversation. Um, But when we are so transfixed on ourselves, our confidence and our self-worth are bound up in everything but its actual source. So the, the our opinion of ourselves, the love that we have for ourselves, it fluctuates. It's constantly, it's like on a roller coaster. If I'm a good sister, I'm a good person. If I'm corrected at work, I'm a bad person. If I don't finish a project on time that I started, I'm a bad person. If I'm recognized for my leadership ability, I'm a good person. And this has been using personal examples in my life, like if I do good, then I am good. If I do bad, then I am bad. And something that my counselor said, and I don't remember exactly what she said, but she said something along the lines of, I, I was sharing about how I felt I was struggling with some type of something I had done wrong or a mistake I had made. And it wasn't, it wasn't something that I just felt like, oh, I made a mistake. It." it turned into me using that thing to determine my self-worth. Oh, I am a mistake. Like, oh, I am bad, not I did something bad. And that's the difference between guilt and shame. Guilt guilt says I did something bad. Shame says I am bad. So my my counselor basically said that success and failure speak to my ability, not my value. Success and failure speak to my ability not my value. Because the the reality is, my value is unchangeable. My value is set. It's set in stone. Nothing can add or subtract from my value. What my value is the day I was born is the same value I will have the day I die. My value never changes. Your value never changes. Success and failure, they speak to your ability, not to your value. So when you fail, you are not a failure. When you make a mistake, you are not a mistake. If you feel like you've not been a great mom, that doesn't mean you're not a great person. If you feel like you haven't been a supportive friend, that doesn't mean you're a bad person. If you hurt somebody, that doesn't mean you're unlovable. And I truly believe our value i've I've heard this said many times and I, I hundred believe hundred percent believe it's true. The only thing that can determine your value is the thing that created you. So I can't go to Apple and tell them what I think an iPhone is worth. I didn't make it. I don't know what it called, what part what it cost to make it. I don't know the time it took to make it. I have no idea how to accurately assess the value so i can go to apple and say no i I believe that this is not worth what i'm paying for now do people inflate prices absolutely for but for please let's not get too technical guys but i can't go to apple and tell them no i think this is worth this i can't go to a restaurant and say no i don't think your food is worth this i didn't make it i don't get to determine the value of something unless i've made it unless i'm the creator and in Genesis 1 it talks about God creating the heavens and the earth. And then he creates mankind, and he creates mankind in his image. And what God says the entire time throughout all of creation is it is good. It is good. And after he sits back and looks at everything he's created, humans included, he says it Is very good. And the thing is that God only makes good things. And God made you. In Psalm 139 13, it says, God knit us in our mother's womb. God had a hand and created in you. God made you who you are. God had the forethought to say that this man and this woman will make this child and this child will fulfill this purpose. This man and this woman will make this child, and this child will fulfill this purpose. Like, God knew, it's crazy to think about, but God knew exactly who you would be, exactly what your personality would be. He knew when would be a best time for you to exist. Based on the purposes and gifts that he gave you. God only makes good things. So if God only makes good things and God made me, only God can determine my value. And God says I'm priceless. God says I'm worth dying for. And I know that sounds super cliche. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus forgot to love the world. He gave us something. No. Yes. For God to love the world that he did give his only begotten son. He was willing to give up his only son for you. Like you are valuable to God. And so this week, I really want us to pay attention to where we find our value. Let's identify what we are using as mirrors in our life. I know for myself that I use how I serve in church sometimes as a mirror in my life. And then I find myself overcommitting because I believe that it makes me a better person when it really doesn't. It doesn't matter if I commit to one thing, two things, 2000 things. I'm still valuable. It doesn't matter if I'm married, single, divorced, widow, widow, yeah, widowed, I'm still valuable. It doesn't matter if I'm a mother, a single mother, or have never been a mother, I'm still valuable. You're still valuable. The only thing that determines your value is your creator. And your creator says that you are good. Your creator can only make good things. Your creator says you are fearfully and wonderfully made like you are a wonder. Isn't that wild? That's just wild, just me just saying that. And so as we identify these places in our hearts or these mirrors that we're using in our life that are giving us a false reflection of our value, and as we're paying attention to where we find our value, you know, let's ask God to help us reframe our thinking because it's not going to just be me saying, oh, I'm a good person. I'm a good person. I'm a good person. And we repeating that 50,000 times. No, God's truth has to replace whatever lies have been sowed and have taken root and grown whatever this false belief is about yourself. So it's going to take work. It's going to take time. And so I don't ever want this podcast to be something that just digs things up and you're just like, all right, well, you guys go ahead and handle that. Whatever emotions came up today, good job. Figure it out. No, I don't want that. So I strongly encourage you to get a counselor. Counsel- counseling is not a bad thing. I've had plenty of counselors. I'm still in counseling. Doing this podcast, I'm still in counseling. Uh, therapist might be listening like, girl, no, she wouldn't be doing that. She would be proud. Um, go see a counselor. Talk to a thing is don't just talk to your friends and family. I know they'll give you good advice, but therapy is something completely different. Therapist, you know, counselors, they understand human behavior and things that we don't even, they understand how to get to the root of things that we don't understand. A, a, a friend, you know, a, a sibling, a parent, they're good at, you know, hearing us and helping us process things. But you know, not everyone is able to help us get to the root of things. So please find a counselor if you have, if you can. You know, you can use Psychology Today to look up counselors in your area. BetterHelp um, is another, it's a online therapy um, option. Talkspace is another online therapy option. You know, many churches, they offer counseling if that's something you're interested in. So Another option is to do something called Celebrate Recovery. I, I only heard about it when I first moved to Florida, but it's basically like a group um, that teaches, that really deeps die. It's kind of like group therapy. It's basically group therapy, and it's free. Um, and a lot of different churches and organizations offer it. Um, there's something called Grief Share. You can look for Grief Share. Um, Grief Share is another uh, group therapy session that specifically focus on group focuses on grief and loss, so there's so many options out there, and I don't want to leave y'all hanging, so please know that I'm going to take it upon myself to pray for all of you um, who listen, you know, I don't know all your names, I don't know your stories, but God does. Um, Also journaling, I just don't want you to sit with all these emotions and just say, okay, what now, because that's not healing. Healing is identifying followed by action, so I don't know what your next action step is. You can also reach out to me. Um, we're on Instagram at to the heart podcast, but that's the end of today's episode today, friends. Um, thank you for allowing me to speak to sensitive places in your heart. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for giving me your time. Again, if you want to continue today's conversation, You can visit me on Instagram at ToTheHeartPodcast. Um, If you haven't already, please take some time to follow this podcast so that you don't miss out on a conversation. We're on Spotify and Apple Podcast. But always, but as always, please remember, guys, that you are worth knowing, you're worth seeing, and you're worth loving. I'll talk to you next week, friends.